So yeah, I think we'll just launch in. We'll talk about your work on Medium and your new role as part of the Real Politics podcast. Propaganda team, yep. yeah. Exactly. Okay. <laughs> uh, and then we'll go from there and just talk about uh, Cuck Tig. Yeah, yeah. Just so you're aware, so that we don't get into any. Con- you know who Cuck are, right? Um. No, I know what the word is. <laughs> you know who the independent group are? Yeah. Gapes and the lads. They've not changed their name. They've kept the independent group as their name. They've just right. at, they've got another name as well. So <laughs> their, their logo is now just like four like grey lines with Change UK the independent group written next to it <laughs> so the Change UK bit is why everyone's calling them Cuck ah uh, well, it's, right. it's either that or, or Chuck which just Chuck. sounds like Chuck or Amuna. yeah I'm so... not inflating that guy's ego any further I'm calling yeah. him Cuck <laughs> he's tried and failed to do a mention hasn't he really mention.com <laughs> yeah. and I, I think honestly if they've called it Chuck that's even more embarrassing than calling it Cuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like now we've got that out of the way let's go Alright, God don't ever change his God. Opposing the government and opposing the Conservatives, I'm afraid it's the hard left who want to tighten their control. They want to uh, sideline moderate voices. I don't think anybody should be surprised about that is the nature of the hard left. And of course, we know that the hard left famously cannot tolerate any dissent whatsoever. We know who the hard left are. We're in the ascendancy within within the Labour Party. Who associate with the You just said that we were right right to right wing. Hard left position. Printing money, nationalisation without compensation. Hard left wing position. Hard left, hard left, hard left. The hard left, 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 God in every corner And God all over the floor Well, he's God Right, hello, welcome, welcome Real politics is all go You are listening to podcast that is real politic i am jack frayne reed joining me as always my trusty sidekick admittedly he's so on the side but i've got him over to the side in a different continent but <laughs> it's my man hey. mr yair rice how's it going everybody and joining us the man who everybody is asking about an international man of mystery yeah he's Although, to be fair, unlike Yair, he is... Well, he's in Scotland. It's kind of uh, kind of different to England, so there you go. But anyway, he's also within the British Isles, but still nonetheless an international man. What, what's that thing about... There's a classic Mike Gapes advert that was put out for one of his local campaigns, and it's like, A local man with a national voice. <laughs> <laughs> Introducing... Medium's own Wario Tifo. 
Thank you very much. Good to be on the show. I've escaped from London Zoo and retreated all the way to Scotland purely for this appearance. Yes. Make sure they can't catch me during. So your your name is Mr. Sea Lion, isn't it? That's it, yeah. That's, that's it. I was unfortunately doxxed a couple of years ago. It was really terrible, you know. People wouldn't even throw me fish into my enclosure anymore. There's a shame of it. Being you know, outed as a Twitter troll like that. But, you know. That's not on. right. <laughs> so what was, was that the Trevor Merrill's incident? Yes, yes. it was, yeah. Um... Another great, a great, we'll be talking a lot about candidate selection today. And Trevor Merrill's was a, a great <laughs> candidate selected in 2017 by the Labour Party. Who... Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I would say he was one of the more moderate people with a kind of Britain first sort of nas- national front kind of perspective on politics. So he doesn't want to guess all foreigners. No, I think he does. I think, no, maybe he's not that moderate after all. I'm just trying to <laughs> rationalise why the Labour Party would pick this blatant fascist. Right. I think he, he made it just past 24 hours, didn't he, as the official candidate? <laughs> Bef- before before they finally <laughs> shake hand him. Yeah, I mean, he had some heavyweights in his corner. Bryn Phillips. <laughs> I think that was just basically oh, it, to be honest. I think it was just Bryn Phillips. My name's Bryn Phillips. I'm a community organiser. For the last two years, I just had the pleasure and the privilege to work with a great leader called Trevor Merrills. Trevor was subjected to a really deeply unpleasant and mendacious smear campaign, fake tweets, fake Twitter accounts. The Labour NEC was made aware that this was emanating from an individual with Aaron Bastani, that it was completely untrue. They've suspended Trevor's candidacy without even asking him to come and see them to present his side of the story. In this country, you're innocent until proven guilty, but not in the Labour Party, it seems. I'm heartbroken that the Labour Party could show contempt from working men and women and take the word of a liar over a decent and honest man. Trevor Merrills will be standing as an independent in Bexley and Sidcup against Labour, against the Tories. Labour has no respect for working people. No, he had, he had West Street in, in his corner. And pretty much the entire Blue Labour crew as well. Yeah, Blue Labour were oh, on his I side. Bet, I bet. But yeah, you know, that's just a little walk down memory lane. <laughs> <laughs> what, what have you been up to recently then, uh, C, Mr. Sea Lion? What have I been up to recently? Well, we'll get on to what I've been doing like very recently, the last couple of hours, a bit later, I think. I've just started a, a new job, so I'm a bit sort of zonked out at actually having a routine and stuff, and horrible <laughs> shit. Don't recommend it. They've uh, no. they've reassigned him to analytics at the St. Petersburg Troll Factory. Yeah. My gapes. Mr. Speaker, the uh, St. Petersburg Troll Factories and the RP Propaganda Channel are already gearing up to spread misinformation. Couldn't we at least do a little bit more to expose this and particularly Yeah, of course I have also started the new job of being part of the Twitter propaganda attack team for real politics. That's a bit more successful, I think. <laughs> yeah, I mean... That's uh, important, yeah. You, you've, yeah, been, yeah. you've been sort of affiliated with us for a long while. I mean, in our heyday, you were very much part of that, you know, the 2017 election. You were part of that sort of tag team that whenever a melt had a bad take on Twitter... Just within seconds, just have like about twenty of us <laughs> 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 telling them what's what. 
Yeah, um, yeah. That was a, a slick operation we had going, I think. Yeah, I mean, we go back way back in uh, Seamus Milne's WhatsApp group. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, there's, there's no real shady WhatsApp or group DM or anything like that. That would be terrible. No, of course not. There's, there's, no, there's not, like, <laughs> multiple ones at this point. With, with, uh, oh, some... Of course, of course. <laughs> similar, similar goal. Yeah, so in your time before you joined the RealPolitik team, you wrote a couple of very influential and widely shared pieces on the popular website medium.com. Did Unheard reject your pitch? Yeah, they, they for some reason didn't really want to publish someone slagging off both Unheard and all their drinking buddies over at Reaction.life and all the other <laughs> top, top quality. <laughs> Drugstore <Cap>. culture, <sighs> RIP. Yeah, moment of silence for drugstore culture, please. <laughs> Matt Dancona's big gamble. Yeah, so anyway, let's talk about Cuck. Please. Can never I, talk about him enough. I was just saying to Wario Tifo, who is he, etc., that The Guardian have published this article headlined Rachel Johnson and Gavin Esler to stand for Change UK. That's the two big name candidates who Subes had kind of trailed, saying, yeah, we'll have some celebrities running for us, etc. But the subheading on this Guardian piece is interesting. It says EU citizens, teachers and carers also among anti-Brexit party's 70 European election hopefuls. So, I mean, that sounds to me like they've got a real cross-section of society there. Yep. Is this borne out by the facts? I've only myself managed to go through the first three regions because I haven't been on work long and limited time to scan them. But just that quick Google, yeah, I'd say it's definitely a, a salt of the earth selection. I'll go through them in a bit more detail in a minute. But I think it's, it's it's very bold and admirable of them because they're pro-EU party to choose lots of EU citizens as their candidates because it would have been tempting to select lots from outside the EU. And they resisted that temptation. Yeah, we're not actually leaving for at least six months. We are in the EU right now. So again, we've got to commend their restraint on not reaching out to migrants from outside of the EU. It again shows them committed to their internationalist principles. I think they're blocking out perhaps having a certain hostility to migrants from outside the EU. It's actually unusually ideologically consistent for these people. (laughs) That sounds about right. Um, In terms of the diversity, not so much racial, but in terms of background to professions that their candidates come from, somebody who I'm sure is a big fan of diversity, former Guido Fawkes and Breitbart writer Alex Wickham, has tweeted a comparison between the Brexit Party's candidates, who include an environmentalist, I imagine that's in the kind of like Attenborough eugenics supporting kind of, of way. You know, overpopulation is killing the planet, etc. Like how Hitler cared about animals and shit. <laughs> yeah. yeah. An, an Afghan vet. So I, I'm shocked to hear that Marine A has left the Labour Party. He's no longer <laughs> working in Dan Jarvis's constituency office. A charity director, an entrepreneur, and a nurse. Well, I've got to say, apart from the nurse, those sound like basically people that could be in change uk but 
Let's just say that to Alex Wickham, those sound like really salt of the earth type people. And move on to the Change UK candidates. He has specified who are Boris Johnson's sister, two former Tory MPs, that BBC guy, and a QC who tweets a lot. Sadly, not Jollyan, by the way. Yeah, there's lots of them about. Didn't know there were this many QCs, let alone QC hashtag stop Brexit in the court type people. So who who is it who I've got? Oliver Law degree? I think he maybe failed the vetting for too much straight talking honest politics. Um, <laughs> he was, was going to be on at the bottom of the list, but they bumped him. Speaking of people who failed the vetting... I was very sad to hear that one of Britain's foremost public intellectuals did not make the cut. <laughs> yeah. You know given, who I'm talking about, right? It could be several people. There's, yeah, there's a lot of possible James Ball. Yeah. No, I'm, yeah, I'm just kidding. Yeah. No, not James Ball. Mike uh, Gapes. Mike, no, Mike, <laughs> Mike Gapes is obviously... If he resigned his seat to run as an MEP, I mean... Incredible He'd be first scenes. on every list. Yeah, exactly. He'd just be like, Gapes, Gapes, Gapes. Number one, Gapes. Number two, Gapes. Number three... Milk, but you'd no. have the gapes in the north. You'd have the gapes in the southeast. It, you know, <laughs> Absolutely mixed together on the same voting slips, <laughs> and it comes out as about four percent vote. I don't know. You know, <laughs> probably that's the Mike Gapes personal vote in play. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Course, I was thinking one percent, but if Cuck did refocus their brand around the Gapes persona, I think they could possibly push it up to about yeah. four. They haven't got many political heavyweights, but. You've got to respect the ones they do have. Yeah, I mean, so they passed up on the chance to have Richard Dawkins running for them. He tweeted, Tories will be wiped out in EU election and are panicking about this PR disaster. More than 3,000 have applied to Change UK to be MEP candidates. Brackets. I am one of them. (laughs) I had a little jar of honey I could not wait to taste But they took my honey from me Oh, what a stupid waste Oh, fie upon security And the rules that they obey I had a little jar of honey But they took my honey away No thanks to the rule-bound dundridges In the world's airports each day My daughter, my son, Bin Laden has won For they took my honey away They took my honey away No thanks to the rule-bound dundridges In the world's airports each day My daughter, my son, the terrorist won When they took his honey away They took his honey away I've written some marvellous theories and seen some things in my time, not least of which was a dog and bitch indulging in full six-nine. But for all my witnessed wonders, I never thought I'd see the day when a precious jar of honey would be simply thrown away. No thanks to the rule-bound Dundridges in the world's airports each day. My daughter, my son, Bin Laden has won, for they took my honey away. They took my honey away. No thanks to the rule-bound Dundridges in the world's airports each day. My daughter, my son, the terrorist won, when they took his honey away. They took his honey away. And Dawkins was not announced. (laughs) <laughs> as one of their yeah. candidates in, in today's big reveal, which, by the way, was done in Bristol. I went up to Bristol, I was like, oh, really, really good vibe in this place. And Cuck obviously had the same kind of idea. Probably because they, they were in the audience watching me do my Mike Gapes impression at the Trash Future Live show. They were like, 
You know what? I think Mike could uh, do really well with this crowd, with the local Bristol scene. Yeah, <laughs> you can draw crowds for a Mike Gapes impersonator, you know? <laughs> the real thing would be packing out Ashton Gate. <laughs> Better than a fucking football team, man. <laughs> What's the weather like in St. Petersburg this time of year, comrades? <laughs> I'm Mike Gapes. <laughs> I am Cuck MP for Ilford South and also a member of Change UK. <laughs> so, Warrior Tifo, who yes. is he? You have been compiling a comprehensive, possibly a little bit dodgy, dossier on, um, <laughs> on the calibre of talent that tig yeah. have selected for the upcoming european elections so what have been the big revelations for you well i'll run through them in fact because there's a lot to get through here we'll start with london because that's probably their stronghold if yeah you, you know like, politics but... always starts with london yeah but it's, it's... always especially american politics if a tree <laughs> yeah. falls in a forest that's outside of london does westminster <laughs> ever hear it <laughs> there's nothing left in london for starters yeah well, exactly exactly <laughs> Yeah, so London, the stronghold, the place where there's probably more, not particularly many, but more sort of FBP protest vote types, you know, Labour left me, blah, blah, blah. They put up a list of 10 candidates. Number one, Gavin Eshler, the only famous person they've got, but he's famous for being a presenter on news and current affairs programmes. Yeah. You'd but... think the demographic that actually watched those enough to be like, oh, yeah, Gavin Eshler, I like him. <laughs> are kind of extremely political. Yeah. And if they're going to vote for Change UK, they probably would have already been strongly considering it. They're not going to yeah. be like, well, I'm a lifelong Tory or, you know, a lifelong Labour man. Yeah. But now they've got the nice man who sort of nods politely while Tory ministers announce the latest austerity measures. Yeah. This is the party for me. Have you seen what he said at their launch? Because it was unbelievably fucking vacuous. It was just generic, wasn't it? He just... said, UK politics was a worldwide joke and accused pro-Brexit campaigners <laughs> such as Nigel Farage of, quote-unquote, stealing our patriotism. <laughs> it's, uh, it's just not even as catchy wow. as stealing valet, you know? Yeah. <laughs> this is a great country, and I think... I am also fed up with the fact that a few people on the far right of this country dressed in flags seem to claim that theirs is patriotism. I want our patriotism back and I would like that to happen as soon as we get rid of Brexit, fix the problems of Britain and then we can go on to reform the EU. He says we know Britain is better than the brain dead politics of the past. We know Change UK is the only all UK party to bring about changes. Uh, yeah. This is true. Like, there would literally be no changes, good or bad. If we... Famously conservative Jeremy Corbyn. Yeah, literally he would pursue the yeah. same policy platform as Theresa May. He says, ask yourself, what time is it? Is it time for a change? Is it time for change, UK? Okay, Obama. <laughs> Should be letting motherfuckers know what time it is. But his next quote was even better. Did you see that? Which was... I have never been a member of a political party, but I am now. I have never been a candidate in an election, but I am but now. I am now. And here's the good bit. I have never been seriously worried about the future of our country, 
But I am now. That could be the party slogan. That could be the party fucking slogan. Let me tell you guys. I I have always been a Tory cunt. And I am now. (laughs) Word. I am very, very proud to have been selected as Change UK candidate for London. One of the many in the top team for Change UK in that great city. I have never been a member of a political party, but I am now. I've never been a candidate in an election, but I am now. And I've never been seriously worried about the future of our country, but I am now. We move down the list because obviously they're going to get plenty elected in London. Number two, Jan Vincent Rostowski. Uh, I've looked this up on Wikipedia. He's a Polish economist, conservative politician, oh. academic, and former Minister of Finance and Deputy Prime Minister of the Republic of Poland. Oh, wow. He was involved in the Solidarity Movement uh, when Poland ditched communism. Solidarity Nosk, is that? Yeah, you know, Gapes' pals. CIA lads, yeah, yeah. The lads, yeah. Um, The the homophobe leading the CIA boys. Yeah. Yeah. So a a very brief section on Wikipedia on his actual personal beliefs and controversies and so on. Rostovsky is a believer in free markets as well as a fiscal and social conservative. (laughs) Taking... Taking a pro-life stance, he believes that in vitro fertilisation should be free. He's against abortion, however, supports free choice. Oh, you'll get right on with Gavin Shooker then. Yep, that's going to be a bit of a recurring theme there. Um, Oh, interesting. I thought this was a new socially liberal party. Well, there must be some mistake somewhere. Now, (laughs) number three, here's one in my dossier that I got wrong. If if we'd recorded this a couple of hours before, I would honestly be looking inside the tent in two minutes, right? (laughs) So third on the list is Carol Tunk. Now, she was a former Labour MEP between 1984 and 1999. She's got okay. a lot of experience in European politics. The gravy train. If you look at her timeline, it's kind of a light, toned down, not particularly obnoxious version of the FBP shtick. So given who they're aiming for, I had it down like, look, this seems a reasonably sensible choice. So, of course, they've stuck her behind a newsreader and a pro-life conservative. <laughs> but just before we started recording there, someone in a group chat I'm in found some historic... Facebook posts from mm. from Carol from 12th of November 2012. <laughs> Here I am at the House of Lords with Anne Marie Waters. <laughs> of the two of them. Now Anne Marie Waters in 2012 was a Labour member. She'd been a Labour candidate. She fucking was, wasn't that she? Time. Yeah. Can you, post quickly, can you quickly explain who Anne Marie Waters is, mainly for Yair? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Morrissey's favourite. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I was very surprised the other day. It was very interesting to me to see Anne-Marie Waters become the head of UKIP. Oh no, sorry, she didn't. The, The voting was rigged. Sorry, I forgot. You didn't get it, did you? You didn't get it, did you? You didn't get it, did you? 
So Anne-Marie Waters... She was in UKIP for a bit. She was in Labour a long time ago. And oh, she defected to UKIP, which shows you sort of her political journey, quite yeah, anti-immigration, I mean... quite anti-Islam. And right. she ran for the UKIP leadership at some point during that long period where they had a leadership election every month or two. Um, I can't yeah. even remember who fucking beat her. Like, oh, was, yeah. it, was it the Lib Dem guy, former Lib Dem, who was, again, leader for about two minutes and then was replaced by that, was that fascist? Yeah, I've got a feeling it might have been that Henry Bolton lad. Um, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was, I think. And she was the anti-Islam candidate. Yeah, and, she and ran who, on a really heavy... In UKIP, the anti-Islam candidate. Yeah, yeah. yeah uh, it was a he, really and... explicit anti-Islam and implicitly and at times explicitly pro-Tommy Robinson yeah. campaign, really. Yeah, I it mean, it's basically that... the direction they've subsequently gone in since yeah. Henry, what's his name? Yeah. Fucked off. Yeah. So she split off at that point, kicking off because she lost. You know, it was rigged according to Morrissey. Um, <laughs> but well, man, I don't know. He's pretty connected. He'd know. What, what's her party called? Is it is it for Britain or something? Um, yes, I think so. And Morrissey has subsequently endorsed them. Yeah, they're not really getting anywhere particularly, but they get given slots to make speeches and stuff at Football Democratic Lads Alliance marches, which yeah. is basically ex is trying to be respectable this sort of thing you know so again just alongside gerard Batten's yeah. ukip yeah uh, they, yeah, they really should merge at this point now that the she's, brexit she's, party's she's, putting yeah. the pressure on them she's quite ukip because she's mm. not in charge not because they didn't go down a policy direction yeah um, very much a, a chuckle yeah. of the far right so, so you're thinking oh maybe she wasn't as bad or they didn't know she was as bad then you know it's a long time ago it's not necessarily damning so here's carol third on the list here i am at the house of lords with Anne-Marie waters of the One Law for All campaign, which opposes <laughs> Sharia law and religious law <laughs> to subjugate women and deny them equal rights. Oh, great. So there she is, late 2012, ahead of a... Slightly ahead of the time, I suppose. Uh, <laughs> it was pretty bad then, but... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Muslims, fuck them. Yeah. Third on the list. Hmm. I'd love to hear from the pro-Sharia law party. <laughs> That's well, the, the gapes wing of Kirk. That, <laughs> ideological Liber, divisions. I I've, I've read the comments, man. <laughs> Actually, what's the Sharia line on cows? <laughs> oh, no, one, no wonder Gapes is in a party with this woman. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just trying to ascertain. They'll have him on the dog's milk, man. <laughs> so who else have we got then? Right, so number four, Annabelle Mullin. Now, I'd never heard of Annabelle Mullin before, knowingly. Google there. She was apparently the leader of Renew. The <laughs> At some point, I think they had a rotating leader thing. Renew are the party that Chris Coughlin was heavily involved in, that literally are based across the road from, I think it's like an MI6 HQ. Um <laughs> <laughs> and he got a massively disproportionate amount of national press coverage before the 2017 election yeah. in seats where it was predicted Labour would narrowly win. They mostly won him quite handily in the end, of course. And he only got a couple of hundred votes. But it was announced the other week by some journalists that they were folding, but they actually merged into Change UK, which makes more sense than everything else they've done because yeah, they're basically totally. the same yeah. but i think I, they I... were just like they refused to throw in the towel immediately when yeah. the independent group was formed but then after a little bit they were like fucking hell if these guys are going nowhere mm-hmm. we're really going nowhere so she was i think a founder and certainly at some point the leader of this party and i've spent a fair amount of time rinsing them on twitter i've never fucking heard of her <laughs> she's a former lib dem 
one of the first results that comes up when you Google her. She spoke at a Spiked Online, one of their annual <laughs> Battle of Ideas events, which oh, is dear God. a weird festival. It's like a political conference, but just for the absolute worst cunts in the world, probably even more so than <laughs> the <Dora> conference. And <laughs> she spoke at an event called Creating New Crimes, the Trivialization of Legislation. <laughs> This event was in association with, i.e. sponsored by, someone called the Manifesto Club. They seem to be a pretty hard right group. I've never previously heard of them, but you go on their website and they're stridently anti-abortion. And they seem outspoken mainly against various child protection measures. You know, they, they really want people to have rights to hit their kids and not to be investigated by, oh, <laughs> by child support agencies and stuff. Oh, God, and... the spiked kids hitting lobby. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I remember uh, that Tom, as a big Tom Disso did a bit of an investigation in that, didn't he? Yeah, Tom Disso, he, he looked into he, it. He found he that there were all these links. All yeah, these weird... that was a great loss when he got banned when, when that account with those tweets on got banned. All these pro-child abuse non-profits just have these links yeah. to Spike, and they've all been at the Battle of Ideas and stuff, so that's very interesting that yeah. these radical ideas are being brought into yeah, yeah, the cuck-tig fold. They're really pushing the socially liberal side of things, definitely. Um, yeah, very much a Tim Farron influence kind of liberalism. Yeah. So, <laughs> number five on the list, Karen Newman, she's a member of the Board of Deputies, former Labour. By the standards of this list, she seems fairly open. Okay, she's riled up some of the hardline Conservative Board of Deputies members at times in the past. To be honest, given Change UK's whole launch focus was we're leaving Labour because it's anti-Semitic, it's surprising that they've put various bigots above her on the list. Next on the list after her, at the time, <laughs> at the time <laughs> of me compiling this list, was a lad called Ali Sajadi Nairi. Now, he stood less than a year ago, May 2018, in South Acton Ward, council elections, for the Conservative Party. He came sixth with three seats elected, so he didn't do particularly well. And John Stone, as he tends to do earlier today, very quickly... Stoned him. Yeah, absolutely stoned to death. <laughs> he found comments of him saying he'd be happy for Brexit to happen if it stops Romanian pickpockets. <laughs> it's, just, it's so just like incredibly racist. I mean, it's interesting that their first racism scandal has been with one of the very few people of colour who they've selected. Yeah. Still, it's a distinct form of racism against Eastern European people just being like, ah, oh, they're all fucking criminals or whatever. Yeah. Brexit now, mate. And- that, of course, was an absolute cornerstone of the mainstream Brexit campaign. The wings of it that people like Farage and Aaron Banks and people like that had anything to do with. It was all Eastern Europeans are going to come over here and take everything. You know, the entire country of Turkey is going to migrate here. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's really weird for a sensible centrist stop Brexit party to be embracing those sort of arguments. Well, I say embrace. Shortly before we started recording this, he was removed as a candidate. So I think he lasted about six hours as an announced candidate, which <laughs> it almost seems a bit harsh on him because he's gone almost twice as long since being announced as being involved with this party and having a racism scandal as Angela Smith did. She yeah. still got the party whip for what it's worth. Yeah, exactly. It didn't spell an end to her tenure in Cuptake. Yeah. So yeah. I, it's, yeah, it's very... <laughs> I mean, a lot of it probably was just like, yeah, fucking throw this person of colour under the bus. Yeah, but Angela, now she's <laughs> indispensable. We need Angela. Angela, we, we can on no account get rid of Angela. This fucking guy, fuck him. I mean, probably the guy <laughs> does seem like a complete piece of shit, to be fair. I mean, ex-Tory candidate. There's a lot of ex-Tories. Yeah. <laughs>
<laughs> Next on the list after this guy, so considered more of a liability potentially than this guy who's already been removed. Nora Mulready. Ah, yes, Nora Mulready. Who was it who was saying? Ah, uh, Owen Jones tweeted today that in 2008 <laughs> she came up to him somewhere in Parliament. I guess was he working for John McDonnell at this point? But probably, um, yeah, back then, I yeah. I don't even think OJ was that prominent in 2008. No. I think it was a couple of years later that he really he, started to be that visible. He was a sort of moderately high-profile blogger, really, wasn't he, at that point? Yeah. Left-wing by the standards of the political blogosphere, which means basically, oh, he's left-wing at all, Yeah. you know? But she basically uh, went up to OJ and uh, just started <laughs> screaming in his face, apparently, very aggressively, about how disloyal to the Labour Party he was. Yeah. And uh, here we go. Now she's running against Labour in an election. How the tables have turned, eh? Yeah. She has huge problems with Islamophobia and generally being incredibly reactionary. Yeah. So when you Google her, one of the first results that comes out is noramulready.com. And I didn't even click on the website, just a little preview of a couple of lines of text that it shows on Google. Yeah. Reads as follows. The rise of identity politics is one of the most problematic phenomenons around. But problematic in inverted commas, because that's what (laughs) people might say. (laughs) Having spent a lifetime on the left, I've watched a contorted evolution of our, and then you kind of get Google's equivalent of the Telegraph fade, and there's no way in hell you could actually pay me to click that link. Yeah. (laughs) You know, there's tweets, those nice friendly conversations she was having with a friend of the show, Richard Angel. Uh, Reactionary politics. Our job is never done. (laughs) (laughs) Reactionary politics. Our job is never done. Will Cobra meet in? She's hashtag Cobra because she she wants us to bang. Uh, Will will Cobra meet in have integrity to call threat by its name? We cannot deal with it. We can't even name it. Islamism, a strand of Islam. This was in June 2017. It's not an old historic tweet. Yeah. She's retweeting stuff from Tom Holland about the patriarchal traditions in Islam, but obviously actually an excuse just to kick Islam more broadly. She's a Melanie Phillips fan, isn't she? Yeah, yeah. And a friend Richard taking time out from yelling about the importance of paying for car parks. (laughs) Thanks for speaking out. It's impressive. (laughs) He's such a pathetic little fucking worm. Little Gusano. Sacked by Progress for being too shit. Sorry, sorry. Mutually agreed to leave his post in charge of Progress. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. Being, like, basically (laughs) crap and ineffective by their standards. Less than a year ago as well, Nora Mulroy again. Half a million people signed free Tommy Robinson petition in 48 hours. He's hit societal nerve, and that needs to be acknowledged if we want this movement to stop growing. Oh, Jesus Christ, that's classic. Yeah. Now, I may not agree with it, but we've got to listen to these legitimate <laughs> concerns. I think um, not calling liberals Muslims and ex-Muslims who raise concerns about conservatism and racists may help. Going on about concerns, various legitimate concerns about child veiling in primary schools and oh, so on. fucking and hell. And then explicitly praises Sarah Champion further down in the replies. Um, <laughs> well, I mean, she would have been much more comfortable in the Labour Party when it was dominated by MPs like Yair's former mm. MP, Anna Turley, who is also uh, very, very concerned about yeah. people wearing hijabs <laughs> in schools. But she's, I believe, second-generation Labour, right? Because yeah. her mother cropped up as a 
local councillor, I believe, when I was trawling the old Luke Akers blog for <laughs> as you do retrospectively hilarious <laughs> quotes. <laughs> what struck me seeing the highlights, if you like, when I was looking that up earlier, and the ones people have highlighted themselves on Twitter, she's got a lot in common in a lot of ways with a couple of big differences from your sort of Paul Embry, Eddie Dempsey wing of sort of trying to frame themselves almost as blue Corbynism. Just, just sort of pure, incredibly thinly veiled reactionary nature. Um, it's like, oh, but it's just what working class yeah. people think, you know? Always framed as, oh, you can't even say what yeah. she goes on to outline in an extensive 10-tweet rant and then commissioned the following day in the Telegraph or whatever. Yeah. You know? <laughs> exactly. There's yeah. another normal Reedy story that lends some credence to Owen Jones's anecdote about her today. Mm. And this is one that we've had verified to us by a friend of the show, Matt Zarb Cousin, who was present when it happened but and was also it. verified on Twitter by Kevin Maguire. Jeremy Corbyn's chief of staff attempts... Sorry, I should credit the author of this piece, one Marie Leconte. <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn's chief of staff attempted to get a Labour activist thrown out of her hotel at the party's conference on Saturday after she argued with Seamus Milne. This, this is an incredible oh. spin of the article. <laughs> yes. Nora, Nora Mulready, a Labour activist who describes herself as pro-Blair was staying in the same hotel as Labour's head of communications. She saw Milne. Milne. The spokesman for the leader of the opposition, Mr Seamus Milne. In the lobby of the hotel (laughs) and took that opportunity to talk to him, Mulready told BuzzFeed News. I said I thought he was helping destroy the Labour Party and we had a bit of a discussion. It was pretty robust, but there was no shouting or anything. It was a discussion. Which is not what Matt Zarb or Kevin Maguire said, (laughs) I'll say. Yeah. It Mm. ended and I thought no more about it. Then two minutes later, Carrie Murphy, Corbyn's chief of staff. The chief of staff. For the leader of the opposition came over and tried to take a picture of my pass so she could identify me and wanted me thrown out of a hotel because I tried to intimidate a member of staff. The idea that Seamus Milne... Mr Seamus Milne... ...was intimidated by me is ludicrous. As we know, Seamus <laughs> is a... That's probably correct, to be fair. Yeah, that's probably... He was like... He, well, he's a legendary hard man, Mr Milne. He's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> he can kill a man with just a stare. A spokesman for Labour's leadership team confirmed that the incident has happened. That was probably Matt. He was probably still working for... Yeah, yeah this was September yeah. 2016. So, yeah, it's probably Matt. Mulready was very angry, very agitated, and was having a massive go at him. What Kerry said was abuse to members of staff is not acceptable and if you continue I'm going to ask that you leave. How she behaved towards Seamus was unacceptable. The spokesperson added, anti-Corbyn activists were first to complain about abuse but they need to get their house in order first. That's definitely Matt, like, just the way it's phrased. Um, yeah. But Kevin Maguire, the associate editor of the Daily Mirror, witnessed the scene as he had been talking to Milne. Mr Seamus Milne and also told BuzzFeed News that Mulready had been aggressive and rude. Surely not. (laughs) um, Was that part of why she was facing her Labour Party disciplinary? Oh, now that's an interesting one. Because she did the usual, I didn't leave the Labour Party, the Labour Party left me. Regrettably, I have to announce that 
you're not right wing enough, I'm off, you know? Yeah, um, she did the John Woodcock thing, of, uh, yeah. albeit for different reasons, of quitting the party the day before her disciplinary yeah. hearing. It came out very quickly. It was either the day before or the morning of, I can't remember which, of the disciplinary hearing where it was generally agreed that she was going to get slung out. A tweet from Dan Hancock's calling her a pro-HDV troll who left the oh, Labour yeah. Party before she was expelled. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> apparently she says, here's a quote from Mulready to show you how great her politics are. Gentrification is not social cleansing, it's social mixing, which, as Dan points out, is word for word the argument that property developers use. But far be it for a vocal ally of Labour's Haringey Council leadership, or the previous (laughs) Haringey Council leadership, to be essentially expressing the views of property developers. Yeah. Of course, Nora also launched her own thing the other month, the Unfinished Revolution Project. Oh, yeah. The Unfinished Revolution Project is a political film project explicitly focused on exploring challenging issues from a mainstream perspective. And it really is a sort of the gang's all here when you look at the participants. Claire Cober, OBE. Yeah, yeah, see Haringey there? The leader of Haringey Council who was trying to to force that development project through. Why the fuck has Claire Cober got an OBE? (laughs) (laughs) Services to property developers. That's one of the oldest tales in British politics, to be fair. Just a bit more blatant these days. Yeah. Uh, Johnny Mercer MP, the former British Army officer one who's... From the murder hole. Yeah, every couple of weeks he does the extremely normal thing of yelling anyone to the left of him that they wouldn't last five minutes in a murder hole or whatever. Classic. Jeff Phillips MP. Oh, great. Uh, mm. Emily Benn, yeah. Oh, again, wonderful. Just a great person. Yeah. human being. Someone called Andrew Copson, who I've never heard of, but... I'm just going to take his name literally. Andrew Copson. Copson, yeah. Matt Dancona is involved with Unfinished Revolution. (laughs) Well, you know, he's got to do something after drugstore cults unfolded. John Woodcock MP. Oh, wow. All the talents. All the talents here, yeah. Chris Coughlin. NGO founder, former diplomat and former counterterrorism officer. Oh, wow. Extremely normal CV to have. Extremely normal that there's like no gaps between any of these things. Yeah. God, so I'm just having a look on Nora Mulready's blog, and it's just I just found this one. Much of the left has been eaten alive by Islamism. (laughs) (laughs) This truly regressive and oppressive political philosophy has all but destroyed a movement that once desired nothing less than the emancipation of the human race. What is it that Tom Watson said recently about how Labour had been dominated by a particularly virulent strand of identity politics? I'm pretty sure he also meant that Islamism has just (laughs) eroded the left, (laughs) destroyed a movement that was once all about equality and now is just about enforcing Sharia in schools and so on. Going back now to the London selection list, there's one name beneath Nora Mulready, someone that they thought would be less electable than her, and the guy <laughs> that's already been deselected, Jessica Seymour, QC. Oh, so is she the QC who tweets a lot per Alex Yeah, Wilkins I think, tweet? I believe so, yeah. Human rights barrister Jessica Seymour, QC, one of the lawyers who secured the parliamentary vote on Article 50. Fucking hell, uh, don't human rights barristers have better shit to do with their time? <laughs> she's jolly and mom without the windmill, and what? <laughs> What, what's that? What, what yeah, that was, nothing. 
absolutely nothing. He's got two windmills, she's got none. So yeah, at least they're sort of consistent in their opposition to equal distribution of resources. Exactly. Very <laughs> sad and tragic. The purple moon is rising, I can see it. The coyotes are crying, can't you hear it? There's a change happening, oh I can feel it. What else we got then? Right, so Southeast region, number oh. one in the Southeast region. This is me, these are the people who I've got the option of voting for. Yeah, yeah, uh, so this is actually because this lot want your vote and it's, it's a really good selection, I'm telling you. Okay. So Richard Ashworth, number one. He is a current member of the European Parliament. Oh, God. He has been for a long, long time, uh, if I remember rightly, from since, like, 2004. Who for? Between 2004 and late 2017, he was in the Conservative Party. (laughs) He was their leader in the European Parliament for 18 months, 2012 (laughs) to late 2013. Uh, He lost the whip in late 2017 for criticising the lack of progress on Brexit. And he was one of only three UK MEPs, which indicates that at least some of the UKIP ones didn't do this, that voted against a European vote to ban gay conversion therapies. So Shuka, Gavin Shuka, is really strengthening his faction (laughs) within the party. Yeah, I'm seeing a lot of the Fahrenheit blend of liberalism in this Yeah, (laughs) He's going to be the Change UK party's version of Tom Watson, just building his little power base, hatching schemes, you know. (laughs) Start some sort of infected milk scandal going and suddenly he's the heavyweight, you know. (laughs) Number two on the list, fairly obscure someone called victoria gruleff who um quick scan of their tweet the former labor by the way did oh, the right, usual yeah. oh, can't be in the left party labor oh, no, party I'm anymore in 2015 i think probably the ex-labor people on mm. this are the worst probably <laughs> that's, so just that's like, quite a statement to be it's fair it's all just like basically <laughs> fucking fascist like nora moreedy like, right. like you know, uh, property yeah. developer sycophants or whatever well this person's not as bad as that failed fact, politicians in, 20, in fact the search for the word austerity on a tweet actually came up with some results quite a few of them from 2012 to 2013 usually criticizing conservative austerity or commenting on austerity measures elsewhere in europe and then after 2013 she simply never ever tweeted on the subject again <laughs> Perhaps it was just the lingering like, goodwill feeling from the London Olympics. The, the I, I think, yeah, twen- exactly. I think she probably gave Ed Miliband's hard left project a go, and by 2013 mm-hmm. was just like socialism of the kind of radical doctrinaire type espoused by Ed Miliband is <laughs> is just never gonna fly. So, <laughs> of course. Off on it. And we've got number three, former Labour councillor from Brighton and Hove City Council, Warren oh, Morgan. Right. Yeah, that's um, gonna be, he's going to be pretty bad. Oh, he's the one who somebody in one of our group chats posted one of his tweets and <laughs> was just like, another failed Blairite hack cunt. Oh, yes. no, sorry, I got that wrong. Another failed Blairite cunt hack. My apologies. Fair comment, I think. So he's got his, I think it was on his own personal website or Facebook. I mean, the 22nd <laughs> of February this year. Looking at this fucking dude. Dear Ms. Formby, I joined the Labour Party in 1993. 
having been persuaded by a friend at university, Tom Watson, that the party had changed from the days of militant and offered hope for the future. Like many, citation needed, I was inspired by John Smith's words, the opportunity to serve our country, that is all we ask. Now, I've got a politics degree and been in the Labour Party a couple of times and hear a lot of people bang on about John Smith being great. The only reason I know that quote is because it's in fucking John Ruddy's Twitter signature with his <laughs> weird balloon head and his mad centrist conspiracy theory. <laughs> But this was so inspiring to this guy, you know, (laughs) leather jackets on with Tom Watson at the student union discos, you know. No, I'm in. Labour for me. I know I wasn't there at the time, but it just seems to me to be fucking pathetic to, in the Thatcher years, to be like, sorry, I can't join Labour because they have some leftists in them. Yeah, Uh, I've read about militant in in the papers and they sound bad and they sound mean. Who's in government again? Who's and therefore, doing... regrettably, I must vote for John Major. <laughs> or just back the failed leadership of Neil Kinnock. Yeah. Which, which, to be honest, is pretty much the same net effect as just voting for John Major anyway. Yeah, and then, then it's just your standard, must leave the Labour Party. The next one's Eleanor Fuller. She's just extremely establishment. She's worked in the diplomatic service for several decades. And... MI5 then? Yeah, that's too boring for that. But hello. It includes stints outside the Foreign and Commonwealth Office, the United Nations Relief and Works Agency for Palestine Refugees in the Near East, and on loan to the Department for International Development. She received an OBE in the 2013 New Year's Honours for services to human rights and diplomacy. All the euphemisms. (laughs) For for MI5, yeah. I mean, haven't these, like, human rights people got better things to do than, uh, than, than this? No. Surely. (laughs) (laughs) Come on. (laughs) I guess they're just kind of like, well, Shami Shekravarti joined the House of Lords, so... (laughs) That's the the pull quote, by the way, for Mr Spooner, listening to try and find out my true identity. You know, these human rights people, haven't they got anything better to do? Say sick leftist (laughs) trolls. We are an unequivocally 100% anti-human rights (laughs) podcast. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, we've had human rights for too long, and look what's happened. Fucking Enough process, of it, mate. get rid. Oh god, there's a hell of a one-two coming up here. So after her on the left, <laughs> Robin Baxter. Name didn't ring a bell. Nope. Stick Robin Baxter into Google. You know the pop star Sophie Alice Baxter from roughly the turn of the century. I know of her. Aye. Sure. That that one big hit with Groove Jan was in a sort of mid-level indie band before that. Was generally known for being quite posh, and her mum was Janet Ellis, who used to present Blue Peter. Okay. Robin Baxter's mm. her dad. Oh, cool. And Is this again, what we're talking about, the celebrity connection? Yeah, you know? he doesn't seem to have much of a past in politics, which by the standards of this list is quite a good thing. <laughs> but one of the first results that comes up when you search for this lad is uh, a property site for selling luxury properties and it's got a picture of his extremely nice looks like a country house <laughs> located in Berwick, East Sussex the home of singer Sophie Alice Baxter's father is now on the market owned by Robin Baxter for over 10 years and visited by the British singer and her children on a regular basis the five bedroom Victorian house offers secondary accommodation an outdoor heated swimming pool and stunning views over the South Downs He's moving out to a little place in the Dordoines, I think, you know, with yeah. his working-class mm. paycheck. Yeah, he's going to try and squeeze in. Most of the ground floor benefits from underfloor heating. Ooh. Covering about two acres, the grounds of the, 
The grounds of the home boast gorgeous landscaped gardens with flower and shrub borders, the outdoor swimming pool, a pretty pond and a large timber garden store. One of the more luxurious elements is the hot tub with decking at the rear of the guest cottage. This well, property is available for 2.35 million through Winkworth. Oh, what a deal. I mean, like, yeah. this, this is going on to prove that the way that Cuck Tig have marketed themselves is good and fine and correct. Like, I mean, this is really showing a cross-section of the property-owning classes. It's, it's luxury politics, right, isn't it, you know? It's... Fully automated luxury meltism. Yeah, I, don't, I don't know about the fully automated bit, but... Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just get some fucker to do the stuff. I think maybe they automated the tweet vetting and, and hadn't really calibrated it very well. <laughs> uh, this next guy, a guy called Nicholas... I don't know if I'm pronouncing this right. Nicholas Matsai, surname M-A-Z-Z-E-I. Again, I've never heard of him. Whack him in Google. Here's his Twitter. His Twitter bio... Ex-army officer, Ooh. technology lead, <laughs> an occasional writer. No longer a Tory. <laughs> Thoughts and yeah, opinions yeah, are sure. mine, obviously. Now that's funny. Can you guess what his Twitter <laughs> handle is? <laughs> it is at Tsar Nicholas. <laughs> so I have a very simple message for Russia. We know what you are doing, Russia. At Tsar Nicholas. <laughs> <laughs> this absolute man of the people is He's like. He's got yeah, one of those cold ass murderous faces. Ex army <laughs> officer. You know, that's just a natural talent, you know? He's got the cold look of a killer in his eyes. Yeah, yeah. And that's just the privates that's handling him. <laughs> so, so that's the one two punch. Yeah, the ones after them on that particular list are quite boring. There's a guy called Phil Murphy who seems to be literally ungoogleable, which actually I think probably makes him the best candidate they've got yeah, on any of the lists. Yeah, probably to their advantage. The East of England list, they've got someone called Emma Taylor at number one, who's a fairly prestigious engineer and not previously hugely political. So again, it seems to make sense to put her up. The number two on the list, Neil Carmichael, former Tory MP from 2010 to 2017, the austerity years. years. Yeah, <laughs> investigated for overspending in his campaign. Uh, probably mentioned for legal reasons, no charges were brought. But uh, yeah, yeah. He's only just announced in recent days that he's left the Tories. That's very, very new. Third on the list is someone called Bhavna Joshi, I believe a former PPC for Labour back in 2010-ish. She's got a tweet. After 18 years, I resigned from the Labour Party today. Can you guess what the hashtag immediately following that is? Can you guess what the final straw was that caused her to leave the party? Is it something about either Brexit or Russia? No. <laughs> Although the second one you said there is a bit closer to the truth than Brexit. Anti-Semitism? Nope. It's to do with John McDonnell. IRA? No. Um, yeah, give us a sec. Yeah, yeah, any thoughts? Okay. I'll give you the date, if you like. See if that matters. Uh, 25th of November 2015. So not long after Corbyn got in, not long after John McDonnell became Shadow Chancellor. Oh, was it over uh, shoot to kill? And uh, No. no. Oh, because oh, there was a terrorist attack around that time, his, I'm just thinking. No. His existence continued at that date? That's probably the underlying reason, I think, yeah. Iranian uh, hangmen? <laughs> No, no. I'm not sure you're going to get this. This is almost no. a forgotten scandal. It wasn't really a scandal yeah, at all, but the press made a big fucking deal of it. Sounds like pretty much all the scandals. Yeah. <laughs> Again, narrow it down very much for you. Corbyn's tie. No, but it's about that level. Okay, <laughs> let's, let's go then. Let's tell us, tell us. I'm not getting it. To assist Comrade Osborne in his dealings with his newfound comrades, I brought him along Mao's little red book. 
Let me quote. Let me quote, Mr. Speaker. I want to hear about the contents of the book. I think you'll find. I think you'll find this invaluable. <coughs> well, let me offer. I thought this would help him, Mr. Speaker. Let's quote from Mao. Rarely done in this chamber. The quote is this. <laughs> Behave. We must learn to do economic work from all who know how, no matter who they are. We must esteem them as teachers, learning from them respectfully and conscientiously. But we must not to pretend to know what we do not know. I thought it would come in handy for him in his new relationship. Hashtag Mowgate. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck me, yeah. Remember everyone like, oh, John McDonald's really fucked it now. Shit's yeah. over for McDonald now. And then yeah. like years later, all these same fucking wankers are like, oh, McDonald, he's so clever and so hard on Russia. He should really replace Corbyn. <laughs> Just memory holding. They pretend to care about this shit for like Three and a half years minutes. on, like half the teenagers in the country are now masked. So, you know, who <laughs> <laughs> had the last laugh? Yeah, exactly. Mr. McDonald with your theatrically throwing a famous political book across Parliament, you have made it impossible for me, someone most people hadn't heard of, to remain in the Labour Party. Imagine that being the final straw. I think it's extraordinary that Labour keeps selecting people as candidates who are so fucking fickle. If I was right about 2010, that was the same election that somewhere in the UK we put up Tim Stanley as a candidate. (laughs) <laughs> builders have mocked you builders mock my bow tie, tie or yeah <laughs> <laughs> i hate england <laughs> <laughs> to be fair if you just crop it at that bit you know sometimes i really despise the english you know that's him yeah yeah that's his best opinion of all time <laughs> everyone's got one one or two in them give you an idea of this person's political instincts a tweet from 18th of april 2017 when theresa may called the election wow general election on 8th of june Huge win for the Tories, as UK <laughs> Labour is a shambles thanks to Jeremy Corbyn. Just great. <laughs> Hashtag sad times. Once again, thank you Labour for in 2010 thinking that this person was a good candidate. Somebody who yeah. just a few years later would be like, Oh, an election called! Great news uh-huh. for the Tories, right? Literally, I wouldn't have done that in 2010 or 2017. And Labour would never pick me as a candidate. What the fuck is... I, I, rid- I, I wasn't a member in 2010. And I was 16. But yeah, nonetheless, we just have to feast on the back channels. It's disgraceful. <laughs> well, what I'm saying is that there's plenty of us who didn't have a, oh, the Tories will walk over Labour because obviously their policies are better and everyone naturally just prefers the Tories kind of perspective in 2010 or 2017. It's pretty easy to find people who have been on a political journey where that thought does not occur at any point. Yeah. Very frustrated, sorry. Most of them aren't already four rungs up on the photocopier bag carrier circuit, you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're not even really people. The hack spad melt MP conveyor belt. God. (laughs) (laughs) so the next candidate is as far as i got basically michelle de vries who's worked in the music industry for a long time i think she helps 
sort out the music for films these days, and a former A&R woman. Hey, is Duggar in the east of England? There's no connection with Duggar, as far as I can tell, but there is a connection with another Labour right-wing member. They're definitely not MP, but they've been elected <laughs> at a lower level for Labour. They've certainly run a lot of times. Russia. Uh, that, that has ties within the music industry. Oh. Their partner, apparently, is Dave Rowntree from Blur. <laughs> I was just about to say Dave <laughs> Rowntree, because he's a colossal melt, isn't he? Dave he's, Rowntree, uh, who blocked me. After the fact, because he's obviously <laughs> name searched, found out he's come something like third on my most despicable member of Blur Twitter poll. <laughs> And found me <laughs> arguing in the mentions that actually, no, he was the most despicable member of Blur. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he's easily got I the mean, word. Oh, Alex like, James. Alex yeah. James won it in a landslide, and it's hard to specifically disagree with that, because he mm. is also a cunt. Yeah. <laughs> like, I, I always maintain that the one band I can think of where all four members are cunts, but four <laughs> entirely... Well, very little overlap in the reasons why they're cunts. Well, why is Coxon a cunt? He was just a massive spoiled brat during their fame years. He obviously oh. didn't like the music, which was fair enough, but he used to just get obnoxiously pissed and try and fight with bouncers, random members of the public, and just... Oh. He's and such then... a little nerd. Like, he would get fucking yeah. seen oh, off. Oh, yeah, yeah. It wouldn't end well for him. They had, like, the band's personal security, like, dragging him off <laughs> to stop him getting the shit kicked out of him. But it probably still makes him the most likable member of Blur, despite not being and at that point, I, 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 I honestly felt terrified about sort of Tony Blair. Yeah, I, picked, I picked up on something. I picked up on something kind of odd about him that I didn't. I didn't understand. I was well. I was a bit scared. Scared of him, actually, to be honest with you. I'm just looking through the other candidates that Cuck have put forward. Yes. Is Steve Wilson Angela Smith's husband? I believe so, yeah. In fact, Oid Pig has tweeted about this a couple of hours ago. <laughs> Uh, good to see shale gas lobbyist and Angela Smith's husband and researcher made it on there too. Um, <laughs> yeah. So he is employed by a, a senior parliamentary researcher slash advisor in his role as councillor. He has declared various business interests relating to fracking and relating to, <laughs> to Ineos specifically, the company involved in the shale gas industry. Because a lot of the Labour rights support fracking, don't they? He has provided unpaid advice to a lobbying company acting on behalf of Ineos, a company involved in the shale gas industry. <laughs> Who hasn't, you know? We've all done it. He has once again provided unpaid advice to a lobbying company acting on behalf of Ineos, a company involved in the shale gas industry. And then just under a year after the previous example, which seemed to be basically the same thing. Clarification of declarations made at the council meeting on 2nd of November 2016 on items of business relating to fracking. The minutes of that meeting record that those declarations of interest were made on the ground that he had undertaken work for a lobbying company, whereas his declarations were on the grounds that he had provided unpaid advice to a lobbying company. The council agreed that the record of Councillor Wilson's declarations would be amended appropriately. So he has, depending on which way you see it, undertaken work for a lobbying company who specialise in fracking 
or provided unpaid advice which sounds a little bit like undertaking work entirely on the up and up for a company involved in fracking my favourite thing about this guy is what he used to do sometimes is he'd put out a tweet that was coming automatically from an app he used when he was cycling (laughs) and the app would be like I'm out cycling presumably he was doing this because he's a counsellor and he was like if you reply to this tweet it will read out your tweets to me on the hands free yeah so <laughs> Twitter left found that. Yeah. He was basically trying to say stuff that would make Troll. him so mad he'd fall off his bike. <laughs> and, you know, he didn't react to it specifically, but he never did it again. No, he never. <laughs> he probably uninstalled that. He probably like nice. pulled over to uninstall the app. So Angela Smith is viewed by many people as an unofficial lobbyist for the private water industry. Mm. Now, Steve Wilson, her husband, am I right in thinking he has literally worked for the private water industry? I believe so. I think he's kind of denied it, but a lot of it's how it was worded in those messages there, declared interests. So yeah. it's it's not going to be like, yes, he earns this much for this company for this full-time job. He's got such a weird head. <laughs> he looks like the villainous sidekick of a sort of weak, evil, scheming cartoon character, you know? <laughs> Just a classic Blairite head. <laughs> They've also, they've also, running in Wales, they've got uh, number one, somebody called John Owen Jones. So I think that's probably going to put off a fair few potential It's like It's voters. like when you used to get spoiler candidates in elections <laughs> in the 80s, and that way you used to have people running. I think you've talked about it on the show before, like a long time ago even, when you used to get people running as like the literal Democrats, <laughs> trying to con yeah. people into mm. splitting the vote. He's yeah. like, oh, Owen Jones, <laughs> yeah, I, I like him, yeah. yeah. It's, it's columns in The Guardian, I'll vote for but Owen Jones. All their potential voters will just see the name and throw up yeah. on the ballot yeah. paper for, and be like, what? For any Owen <laughs> Jones? Yeah. <laughs> Owen Jones, he, he, he Iranian hangmen! <laughs> <laughs> the Northwest. Oh I don't recognise any of these yeah. people. <laughs> see, uh, I wonder if Philippa Olive is any relation of Alan Olive. Oh, God, can you imagine? Uh, the Red Fuck Wall. Alan Olive, man. He's an absolute cunt, yeah. Prick. Absolute uh, prick. And then they've got three candidates for the Northeast. Yeah. Number one of whom, I imagine, got plenty to say about. Yeah, I don't know if she'll remain the number one candidate. You know, (laughs) some of her views on genotyping have been going around a bit tonight. Yeah, Um, well, I don't know. Like I said earlier, the person of colour, he's got to answer for his racist comments. Nora Mulready or Frances Wheatman... Frances Wheaton's like 12% look. Norwegian, so she is, she's also a person of colour. <laughs> it's perfectly fine for these guys to be really racist, okay? Yeah, yeah, that's basically it. <laughs> I don't recognise the others. Rachel uh, Johnson, or is he, Boris's sister. Yeah, of course, yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't recognise any of the Scottish names, but I will definitely be researching them because it might mm. be easier to actually troll them. In... For the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. O- o- Ollie Middleton is a name that rings a bell? Yeah, I think he's been quite a prolific anti-Labour centrist type, but mm. I can't really place why. I- I've sort of got that feeling that he's done one or two really embarrassing rants 
But yeah. again, it doesn't narrow it down these days. Yeah. <laughs> really, yeah. So you've got the West Midlands. They've got seven candidates there. Number one is Stephen Dorrell, who is a long-term former MP. He was MP for Loughborough between 1979 and 1997. Which so party? including Conservative. Yeah. So he was a Conservative MP during the entire Thatcher reign. The entire Thatcher mm. and major governments. They then <laughs> moved him to Charnwood, presumably because he was going to lose his seat, where mm. he was then MP for another 18 years until 2015. He's seen as a moderate Tory, but I think it's always worth putting that in perspective. So I'm just going to read out the header titles, the contents bit of his Wikipedia page, just to head in. So yes. you've got early life and education. Uh, I'm not actually going to comment on most of the contents of these, but he was a member of the <laughs> RAF Reserve for two years. Uh, They've got a lot of ex-squaddies in them, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Political career, again, this is more interesting than I thought. Political career. During the 74 general election in February, he acted as a personal assistant to Conservative Minister Peter Walker. If that name Peter Walker is familiar to anyone... I'm just having a look, and yeah, I see a long uh, business career thing, but I don't see... I uh... believe I had him confused with Peter Heyman. (laughs) However... In August 2007, Peter Walker crashed his Jaguar X-Type through the wall of a woman's house, causing an estimated £20,000 worth of damage and putting the wow. woman in hospital. Okay, yeah. Again, by Tory standards, he was all right. <laughs> <laughs> and he was in an asset-stripping vehicle as well, used to generate immense profits. <laughs> right, so start that bit again. The headings of Stephen Dorrell's Wikipedia page there. Early life and education, political career, in government, after government, chairman of health select committee and views on NHS reforms. What are these views? Acknowledged that resources would become tighter, but changes driven by new medicines and new expectations were inevitable. An integration of healthcare and social care would be both better and more efficient. Yeah, centrist, they're so... Yeah, yeah. Basically, <laughs> flowery words about to do exactly what Lansley's doing at maybe a slightly slower pace. Andrew Lansley, Yeah. Next heading: expenses investigation over secret flat rent deal with care homeowners. <laughs> Standing down from Parliament. Uh, the reason for that specifically was to take a job with consultancy KPMG in a senior role supporting their health and public service practice. Oh, I was hoping it would be because of the investigation. <laughs> His role, he said, is incompatible uh, with re-seeking yeah. election to the House of Commons. Yep. Resignation call over conflict of interest. And then there's a whole other heading underneath that, criticisms of business practice. <laughs> Which about, is a long section. It's a long section. <laughs> to mainly deal about some very specific loopholes around pre-pack administrations for his family-owned firm. Very relatable. Very relatable. Yeah, it sounds oh, like he was like we've all dil- considered it. He was like diddling about with the pension scheme. Yeah, Dolan receiving the company... a director's salary increased to two hundred grand plus fifteen oh, percent share go. ownership in the new company. As company contributions had ceased, the workers were put in the pension protection fund, which caps the maximum payable and has limited protection against inflation. So a real man of the people here. I was literally going to say those words, man of the people. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's, just, it's on the tip of everyone's tongue. There isn't anyone that would read that article and not say those exact words. The pre-pack was criticised as completely immoral and inappropriate for listed companies. Well, yeah, well, nice guy, nice guy. Another Wensome shareholder compared the deal to a spider eviscerating a fly it has caught, taking the good bits, then dropping the useless carcass 
focus, which is the creditors, for shareholders, and of course for taxpayer. So it makes sense that he got on well with that other Tory MP who had the asset stripping company that he worked for. Yep, extremely standard. Yeah. That's more conservative. Just a horrendous list of candidates, isn't it, really? Yeah, I mean, like, it's Someone... very rare that we do an episode focused on Cuck Tig without yeah. the focus so we've, being we've on We've missed the East Midlands. We've missed the East Midlands with their number one candidate. Okay. Kate Godfrey. So what's the crack with her, then? So Kate Godfrey was one of the earlier Mr. Corbyn. I must regrettably leave the Labour Party. <laughs> so on. It was, um, <laughs> she absolutely kicked off because she didn't get selected for a uh, Labour candidate in a by-election. Was it maybe Swindon? Right. You're Swindon, not a little slugs. A little slugs with no personality and just jealous that we're better at everything than you. She should try being on the left. We never get anyone. <laughs> <laughs> she, she essentially did a toned-down, less obviously blatant version of Francis Wheatman's shtick. A new anti-Labour, anti-Corbyn shtick. It was the olden by-election, sorry, she didn't get selected for. You know, a new anti-Corbyn shtick. Every couple of days, the aggro dads proper go for it. She went from no one had heard of her to having thousands of followers instantly, yep. you know? adds up. And again, it's, it's a very interesting career history she's got. She's deleted her Twitter at some point. Shit. They all seem to have. I couldn't find Ollie Middleton. Yeah, was she was doing all sorts of work abroad that was like, yeah, I started a charity and I was running a country and blah, 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 blah. And I was, yeah. Running a country. Did all these amazing, all these incredible proper leaps of logic from career paths. Like, I was doing, a, I was doing no gaps on them. third world trade union organisers for the CIA. Yeah, the other CV, you know. <laughs> you gotta have two. Uh, there's a homophobic psychologist with a similar name, so she's made herself hard to Google as well. Uh, Jesus Christ! <laughs> former Still, UN, uh, former uh, UN uh, advisor. Uh, at least Tig managed to hold back from from selecting the yeah. homophobic psychologist. All the way back in October 2015, a former parliamentary Labour candidate has attacked Jeremy Corbyn's decision to appoint the fascism apologist, Mr. Seamus Milne. Mr. Seamus Milne. Mr. Seamus Milne. <laughs> <laughs> I've added them. Yeah. Uh, a ticket at this point, you know. How has Gates managed to make the word Mister funny? <laughs> and, Mr. And, like starting sentences with and. That's just and. Yeah. And you have the Mister Seamus Milne. And you have the Mr. Seamus Milne. Former UN advisor who stood as an MP in the last election has written a strongly worded statement in which she says the appointment of a man who's defended terrorism devalues everything that Labour stands for. Going on about the Labour. Oh God! they're all such histrionic rant. Like you know the one you read out, the Keir Starmer one. They've all got this tone to it. So, <laughs> Mr. Seen... Corbyn, what made <laughs> you appoint fascism apologist Seamus Mill? How could I'm... you? How Fuck, bloody is he a could you? Fascist apologist. He's a, like, what the fuck? It's really weird that people on the centre left have this idea that anti-fascism just basically means waving around an Israeli flag when they're on Eurovision. They, they, you never think of these people as being out there fighting fascists, yeah. but they are all really concerned about it when they can argue that because Seamus was like, "Hey, let's hold back and not nuke Russia this one time," yeah. that, that he he is a supporter of fascism, which. 
Putin is a fascist. <laughs> yeah. What made you appoint fascism apologist Seamus Mill? How could you? How bloody could you? How could you appoint Seamus Mill to be your voice, your eyes, your hands? Do they think that's the literal truth? Do they think... Deeply erotic. These are the truths that only Seamus Mill upholds, Mr. Corbyn. These are the truths that you have bought into. This is quite revealing. These are the stocks that the leader of the Labour Party has seen and shouted by. What? Like, just a cheeky stock market analogue. That's relatable. I mean, <laughs> it is in the Telegraph, talk. so... Okay, yeah. I, fair enough, but... We are ashamed in front of the world. It is morally and ethically wrong. Seamus Milne might act for you, Mr Corbyn. He might speak for you. He does not speak for me. Again, this was when he was appointed, so literally no one had heard of him at that point, apart from <laughs> extremely online gerocytes and long-term leftists. I just can't imagine looking at The Guardian with the absolute abject stream of shit they have writing for them and thinking, yeah, the issue has been Seamus Mill. Yeah, oh, they've got one guy who's very left-wing on foreign policy. Shit, I'm cancelling my subscription. It's you know? terrible. There's actually, I've noticed, that there's more in common between Owen Jones and Cucktig candidate John Owen Jones than you might think. They are okay. both sceptics of a second referendum. Right. Only okay. a couple of weeks ago, according to Sean Jenkins, John Owen Jones was asked on some Welsh show, I presume, <laughs> whether he'd vote to remain if there were a second referendum. To which he replied, maybe. There we go. Well, to be fair, the party as a whole doesn't actually seem to have any sort of unified position on Brexit, really. Given the entire reason that all the people in it have spent three years kicking off Mr Jeremy Corbyn. The leader of the opposition. You know? <laughs> why, why won't you be clear on Brexit, Jeremy? Why won't you stop it? <laughs> Okay, so, right, you, you've now got fed up and you've formed your own political party. What's your position on Brexit? <laughs> uh, yeah. We, we, we I, quite like Europe, but we're not yeah. actually saying anything beyond that. <laughs> I like that it turned out that one of the cuck candidates basically had tweeted a load of stuff about how Chucker is just a, a shameless opportunist who doesn't believe in anything, and we need <laughs> real politicians. <laughs> and if you're curious about the vetting process, according to the lesser Kate McCann, Change UK told me earlier all candidates were vetted by an independent company, further illustrating how these guys are just fucking rolling in corporate cash. Apparently cost yeah. a lot she's capitalised. But least was done one... over Easter weekend, doesn't it? Yeah. At least one hopeful was rejected over previous comments, but the selection <sighs> process took place over Easter weekend, which is fast. <laughs> which is fast. Which is... But she ain't wrong. Yeah. What the fuck are they doing? I want to see the candidates they rejected. Yeah. I really do. <laughs> Well, Richard Dawkins. Richard Dawkins, probably at least three members of the band Fat Cops. <laughs> God, yeah. That's just an incredible thing. For years, everyone in Scottish politics, particularly everyone that isn't the sort of crank centre-right type guy, has been wildly speculating over who is behind the abusive account Brian Spanner. Oh, yeah. And mm. all three of the most common suspects 
are in that band. <laughs> it could just be the lads doing a job share. Yeah. <laughs> but it was before the band formed. Do you reckon they had like a group DM for coordinating the most hilarious misogynistic trolling and stuff? Yeah, and yeah. eventually they... they're chatting about music on a slow day or something and then they're like, yeah, let's get together and jam. Yeah, they probably formed the band so that they could spend more time together and so they could coordinate the Brian Spanner tweets in the flesh. Cry. It's the real, real. <laughs> Just found another prospective candidate for Change UK here for the North West. This is Andrew Greystone. Another right. classic head on this bloke. Yeah, um, it's, it's also a top an, politician name as well. Yeah, another yeah, Grey. Oh, <laughs> the, the Grey Party. Also, he's got another classic Blairite head, and <laughs> and f- furthermore, like Stephen Pollard or that a Mark Hemingway guy. He's one oh. of those middle-aged to elderly Blairites who doesn't know how to fit their entire oh, head in their profile picture. See, one of the candidates I was looking up earlier, I think it might have been Nora Mulready, and some article. <laughs> I mentioned uh, mentioned the guy who's now left party politics entirely, Jake Wild. Do you remember him? Oh my God, he's absurd. like the, the top Garrisites guy. Yeah, absolutely he, he... absurd muscular liberalism head. Well, very muscular. So anyone could be banned from their local gym for sniffing the equipment. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Uh, it's very sad that James Ball deleted his. What do you mean by seat sniffer? tweet uh, oh. and, again, and again very sad that he didn't make the cut in the cut candidates yeah uh, again, i used to probably... retweet that every single time he did a particularly bad take so which was like every fortnight forever there was that one and there was a one as well where he was like into the 12th minute of queuing from a shopping in sainsbury's this is impressively bad customer service and he added Sainsbury's in, like the bad grass oh, that he is. Oh, yeah. So that obviously was terrible, and loads of people calling him out as a grass. And then just yeah. recently, just the other week, I caught him tweeting something like, yeah, when I used to work stacking shelves in the supermarket. So he's been there, he's done these sort of shitty jobs. Yeah. And he still takes every opportunity to shit on people who are having a bad day or something, you know? He's just an awful human being. Him and Blood are like uh, the the worst people in the world. Anyway, Andrew Greystone has tweeted (laughs) I don't want a second referendum. I want MPs to do the sensible thing and cancel Brexit. Oh, why didn't you say? Just, just cancel, just press the button. You know? just, just, just press the big stop Brexit yeah. button. Jeremy's had cool. that in front of him with the little yeah. safety thing flipped up for like three years and he just keeps yeah. moving his finger down an inch and pulling it away and going, ah. <laughs> and it's, just, it's, it's gone too far now, you know? He needs to stop yeah, Brexit. Absolutely. I think what the cuck selections show is that basically they really don't have very much talent to draw on. Even most of the young bowtie Blairites who want to yeah. ride the hack spad MP conveyor belt to the top have They're not kind really of, they've mostly going made the calculation it, that the yeah. Labour Party is still the place for them to do this. They've seen yeah. how not many melt MPs have actually been deselected, and the PLP is still fucking awful. And I think some of them have thought, you know what? Maybe there is still a home for me in this party. And and, and, I, and I think also people were initially unwilling to attack Cucktig too hard because Luciana Berger cited anti-Semitism as her reason for leaving the party. Mm. But that argument that this is something that has primarily been 
provoked by the Labour Party's anti-Semitism problem and that consequently we should go a bit easy on them. Everyone kind of seems to have dropped that by now. Nobody's attacking Luciana Berger as, as a person. Well, I'm sure crank dickheads are. But people have kind of gone, these people are absurd. Yeah. They are morally reprehensible. They are very bad at politics. And we can't really pretend otherwise. Her colleagues used that as a pretext. And then within about a fortnight, just went back to their old weird hobby horses. Yeah. Just, you know, gapes kicking off about various foreign policy can fixations I, and so I on. Just, can I just say a word about Venezuela? <laughs> <laughs> can, I, can I just comment about Venezuela? God. Oh, man. They're going to start showing BBC Parliament more widely on American news channels. Gapes is going to go worldwide. Oh, I really hope so, because I love when the Americans call yeah, into Gapes. The, they get so happy. Like one the, of the, the Chapo, Chapo guys. find them quite funny. That's happened a couple yeah, of times. Just they, like, they were like Nancy you, Pelosi, this useless sack of shit, just going off and spending the day with Mike Gapes. <laughs> yeah, and I don't think they realise the full comedy inherent in Mike Gapes' character yet. They no. just, and fair enough on this, they just really, really like the name. Yeah, exactly. Well, what Pelosi <laughs> needs to do is invite him over to the US in return. Oh. And, uh, and yeah, and, and, oh. and have him, let him introduce himself to the lucrative American audience. You've put, the, you've put three beautiful words in my head now, Jack. Mike Gapes filibuster. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking oh, hell. Oh, I, I'm going to have... Mike Gapes has he ever done one? They're not as common, obviously, over here. It is mainly just, like, three specific Tories trying to stop people banning homes from not being fit for human habitation and stuff like that, you know? Uh, Gapes has been accused of filibustering. <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> just, he's been accused of filibustering when he, like, makes small talk buying a pint of milk or something, you know? He's <laughs> <It's> like, oh, <laughs> do, you know, do you know where this milk comes from, Mr. The tyranny, Shopkeeper? Tyranny of Venezuela. <laughs> Produce. This is in the European Union section on Gapes's Wikipedia page. It says, Gapes has a high regard for the European Union. <laughs> like, no shit. Yeah. Once declaring that he would prefer closer ties rather than Britain becoming an amusement park for American and Japanese tourists. <laughs> they don't have a citation for that, but it's very odd to hear Gapes saying anything anti-American. Yeah. Um, he introduced 36 amendments to the EU referendum bill of 2013. The bill's proposer, James Wharton, alleged that the amendments were an attempt to use the parliamentary time allocated to the bill and prevent its being passed. Gapes responded to the allegations of filibustering by saying, The important point is this. My amendments expose the bill's inadequacy and need for proper consideration and scrutiny. Right. The following paragraph. In December 2017, Gapes delivered a speech to the House of Commons in which he warned that Brexit would put the production of Bailey's Irish Cream, the milky whiskey liqueur, in jeopardy. The speech in which he explained how Bailey's is produced, but And you have the milk that is taken from cows in the south and taken from cows in the north, put together in the same factory, and then it is mixed together with whiskey and it comes out as 
Baileys was described by Patrick Maguire in the New Statesman as infinitely memeable and arguably made a punchline out of one of the independent group's most senior parliamentarians when it was parodied by the anarchic left podcast Real Politic. Job well done. <laughs> exactly. I swear the last time I looked though it said and it comes out as milk in the Wikipedia article. <laughs> and it comes out as milk. I think, is it the artist formerly known as Farage's Fags who likes to vandalise articles like that to include references to milk and stuff? He definitely had some edits to that page and similar that were up for months and months. He knows his shit, man. That is the high-level troll. Oh, I think Mm. so. There's an interesting bit here, and there's a Russia subheading in Gapes's Wikipedia page. It says, An outspoken critic of the Russian state... Gates has spoken out against allegations of Russian interference several times in Parliament, including against the actions of the Russian state-funded media outlets RT and Sputnik. He has also called for the resignation of Jeremy Corbyn's Director of Communications... Mr. Seamus Milne, <laughs> following comments Milne made doubting Russian state involvement in the poisoning of Sergei and Yulia Skripal. And Mr. Seamus Milne, in my opinion, has been dissembling and attempting to divert attention from the real cause and the real culprit for the events in Salisbury. <clears throat> Which is Mr. Seamus Milne in Moscow. There's pretty much not really any more funny stuff on Gapes' Wikipedia page, I don't think. Not yet. But it's a not... story still to be written, you know? <laughs> exactly. There's, there's always unfold. new Gapes content. I am a cock. Could we wrap up with a little bit about Tig's new logo that they unveiled today? Yeah. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right, so this logo as I was explaining, I think, to Yair earlier, is just four grey lines with Change UK, the independent group, written next right. to them. It's not, it's... it's not even aligned properly. <laughs> Someone in a group chat linked to one that was just the Black Flag logo. But with... <laughs> <laughs> and it's not that far at all. Or a lot of people have posted that picture of Gapes in the convict outfit, the stripy convict outfit, uh, saying, mm. <laughs> Mike Gapes wearing the new TIG logo. I need your help to escape. I've been locked in prison for the day with Mike Gapes and Ian Duncan Smith arguing about Brexit. All the bitter divisions in this country, and Ian and I are on very different sides on Brexit, there is more that we share in common then it divides us. And we've got to remember that. Yes, yeah, that was beautiful. That did numbers as well, man. There's a real market out there for Gates content now. <laughs> Absolutely. I mean, loads of people are doing it now. We barely yeah. even got to make any. Yeah, well, uh, there's Gates we accounts do. now, even. Yeah. <laughs> What's the new one? Gates Nation. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the bio is just in capital letters. Michael John Gapes. <laughs> yeah, I don't know who that is. But it is. Neither do I. Gape Nation, if you DM us and confirm to us that you're not a cop and are someone who's sound, <laughs> I'll accept your follow request. Uh, That's a quality but... betting process right there. <laughs> I quite like Gape somebody asked. <laughs> Somebody asked Chuka why Tig Change UK is using so many colours in its branding, and he said, It's not relevant. That is Westminster bubble speak. Oh my god. We've dared to use three or four different colours. Listen to yourself. That's the same old Westminster way. 
This is like when somebody asked Heidi Allen why they don't have any policies, and she was like, God, policies? That's just the old Westminster way, isn't it? (laughs) Politics as usual. Chris Leslie saying, we've come together based on values. It's like the worst kind of politics, value-based politics. The the worst values, Anyway, I can't find the quote, but there was another thing that Chuka said, which was about how the Electoral Commission advised them to include Change UK in their name. And, and he was basically like, oh, they said we just needed something with a little more pizzazz, a little more je ne sais quoi, you know, something something that would <laughs> capture hearts and minds. Anna Subri also pointed to Chuka at this event and called him the real face of Britain's future. Yeah, as you do. Mm. So when this finally airs, right, so far we've had one announced cut candidate deselected. Yeah. What do you think the tally will stand at whenever this actually goes up on SoundCloud? <laughs> I'm going to go for four as the baseline, including the one we already have. Yeah, I'll go for four as well, including one we already have, because I would like to see Nora and Francis get the boot. And furthermore, I would pretty much take any of these other melts getting deselected. There's bound to be some absolute horrendous ancient Facebook (laughs) memes or something on there, you know? Yeah, think of all the people we didn't get round to. Yeah. (laughs) The absolute shite that they must have posted over the years. I bet there's plenty of meat in the Scottish ones. As someone that spent far too much of my life trying to understand Scottish conservatism and the specific we, reactionary strands of that. We could do a Scottish candidate special for the Patreon. <laughs> <laughs> I'll let you know what I come up with, what I managed to find. Yeah, they they yeah. might well just be a bunch of boring nerds that really like Murdo Fraser, because that's what like 75% of Scottish Tories are. <laughs> but then the ones that aren't tend to be actual I know comedy. You're, you're assuming that they'll be Tories rather than ex-Labourites. Are people who've left Scottish Labour because it's not right-wing enough for them really distinct from Tories? Is it in any way wrong to just call them Tories at that point? Yeah, no, no. You got me there. John Ruddy or someone just needs to change the colour of his tie. Yeah, or that Blair guy. Blair McDougall or uh, Duncan Hoversall. God, I know so many like random nobodies from Scottish. I've literally not been to Scotland since I was like 12 and I know all these fucking (laughs) the biggest nobodies in Scottish Labour. (laughs) I'm haunted by that old Duncan Hoversall Avi where it's just him grinning manically. (laughs) But like Wasn't professionally that your Abby for a bit? Did you steal that Abby for a bit? Or I something? think I might have and put loads of fake twins or something on it. Like, <laughs> yeah. But I didn't keep it long because I'd remembered how many followers I lost when I rebranded to Twildon for like a week. <laughs> not only like a lot of week, like an hour. Yeah, I was getting yeah. mad DM. I didn't even used to get many DMs back then. I had like a quarter of the followers I didn't have that, and I was just getting mad DMs from random people I hadn't seen on there for ages. Like. Who are you? What? You're not here, Mike. When did I follow you? Ah! <laughs> like, people were freaking out. Like, why did I follow this cunt? That is so joke. All right. It well... proper reinforced my belief that actually my timeline was pretty cool in general. Like, <laughs> I, I, I had the Twitter thing down in terms of who I follow. Yeah. <laughs> I, I certainly think you've got the Twitter thing down, which is precisely why I invited you into the podcast especially to help run our twitter account so fantastic if you could just repeat that word for word when we're hauled up in court as a direct result of my (laughs) (laughs) future appearances on the podcast of course you know there's always got to be at least one member of the team at any given time that is just a massive libel risk and i'm (laughs) 
honoured to take up the mantle. <laughs> well, Geraint, it has been excellent to talk to you today and to introduce a new voice to our roster of shit talkers and slug salters. Yes. Yeah, I can do both of those things very well. Yeah. It has been excellent seeing your contributions to our account and Yair, as always, it has been lovely to talk to you. Thank you. Uh, and I'm looking forward to the next time we can record. And um, yeah, 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 I hope all real politic listeners enjoy this episode and remember to vote Cut Tig in the European elections. Yep. You Actually, put, can I just clarify? I really don't want to get kicked out of the Labour Party, so I'm joking. <laughs> I'm joking there, just like so I can cite me saying I'm joking there when they haul me up before the Labour Disciplinary Committee. Yeah, okay. If, if Renew had stood separately, I'd have voted for them, but now they've merged. Nah, they've lost my vote forever. I'm sticking with Labour. Ladies and gentlemen, Bob Dylan. <laughs> Just like the river, I've been a running ever since. It's been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change don't come. Oh, yes, it will. been a long, a long time coming, but I know a change gonna come, oh yes it will. Oh
tech, it's exciting, it's fun people, it's crowdsourcing.